Oh, well, I'm not sure if that's exactly how I want my night to uh, sort of go, but uh, that's how it was. Uh, I am out walking. I gotta get eggs uh, prior to tomorrow, so that's why I'm out. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna boil them or not, because if I buy them at Bien Li Fung, which is the uh, local sort of discount store, your local 7-Eleven, the Chinese version of the 7-Eleven, I mean, it's six kwai for three eggs, and then another six kwai for a sweet potato that's already been roasted pretty much to perfection. I'm Steven Sirski, and today is, what, two, uh, Tuesday, December uh, 7th, 2021. Thanks for listening. This is my uh, daily audio blog, a uh, little bit of a chit-chat every um, Monday to Friday that I post. Hope you guys are enjoying it. If you uh, haven't heard this before, if you're just joining me, uh, this is something I try to do to sort of give a little bit of, uh, shed a little bit of light on uh, what it's like to live overseas in the time of the, the virus, of the pandemic, of uh, the time and days of 2021, which is what we are right now. Uh, I am in Beijing, China at the moment. I am uh, involved in the ESL industry, and uh, it's not the only thing I do. There's a lot of other things I'm doing on, on, on sort of on the side in terms of the creative projects and uh, output and whatnot. So if you want to have take a look at what I've been doing or what I have done, Head over to my website, stevensersky.com. That's where you're going to find it. Uh, I have I have it mostly organized pretty well. Uh, my current big projects would include this here audio blog, which I record Monday to Friday. I also have a bigger, a larger, which I've come to sort of think as a, a tour, a live show sort of podcast in which I actually talk to other expats uh, from around the world and they're all doing different things in various industries and that one that one has no schedule that one is when I have time when they have time when our times match up that's when a uh, an episode is recorded and I've got a couple of guests who've said they've uh, that they would be on the show it's just a matter of um, basically coordinating an appropriate time uh, to uh, to get everything recorded and posted. The issue is that I'm actually surprised when I signed up for work over the last couple of weeks, I didn't think there was going to be that much work, but then there turned out to be a lot more work than uh, I expected. So yeah, I've been actually pretty busy uh, as of late. That being said, things are still moving ahead and with this audio blog. And if you haven't been uh, checking my website, which is fine, it's cool. I also have another little challenge that's going on right now, which is called the uh, December Drumming Challenge. This is, this is my big focus uh, throughout the month of December. Last month, November, was the NaNoWriMo Writing Challenge. That was my big thing uh, to write a couple hundred words every day uh, in, uh, in an effort to finish a, a novel or, in my case, a short story. Uh, a collection of short stories within the month of November. This month is all about drumming and percussion. So what I'm doing, and you can find this on my website, I've uh, recently updated the, uh, the, upside, the, the website again to host all of the mp3 files and the uh, show notes from my audio blog and December Drumming, which means that you can go ahead, download or stream the mp3 files for my music challenge. So December drumming, all it is, is that every day throughout the month of December, I am trying to record a fresh new original drum or percussive track every day. 
I'm doing this throughout month of December and then into January that's when I take on the January song a day challenge basically since the beginning of November I have been trying to have some sort of creative output I'm going for 90 days ish straight and uh, right now I'm in the month of December for uh, mostly drumming and percussive elements and then in January I'm going to be doing a little bit more of uh, I guess I you call it probably songwriting instead of just the uh, percussive or the uh, uh, drumming elements so that's what it is head over to my website stevensterski.com that's where you're going to find it today uh, got a bit of Chinese done was working all day a bit of a slow day at work uh, which is uh, sad and unfortunate because it was mostly technical issues that sort of kept us going but the one thing the reason why I'm out walking right now is because I was just watching a movie and I'm going to continue watching this movie once I get back uh, from my egg collection it's a movie called Volin oh it's not Volin it's Volin it's the Polish pronunciation of hatred now if you are Ukrainian if you are Polish possibly if you're Russian I'm not sure if it's the same sort of animosity uh, I can't say it's animosity because whenever I meet someone from Poland they are never angry never they just aren't Ukrainians have a little bit of an edge the Russians the Russians do seem to be a little bit more not so much distrusting but they are more of the I can do it myself and if you've ever traveled and met anybody from the former Soviet bloc if you've met anybody from you know like the Eastern Europe you might be able to distinguish a few different features of the different peoples that populate that area and I think this is important only because in this current climate of social media trends that likes to sort of slice and dice things as they are uh, being of Ukrainian descent there are certain factions fractures from the land that my family derives its lineage from that go back centuries it's crazy and it's not just my like my my ancestral homelands because I make no mistake about this I am not Ukrainian okay as much as I I, I proudly beat my chest uh, for Ukraine and you know it's independence it's sovereignty and you know the language the culture it's people at the end of the day I'm Canadian right I hold a Canadian passport <laughs> I mean that's the repatriation that's the homeland that's where I derive a lot of my privileges and rights and freedoms and you name it that's where I grew up that's what I know so Ukraine it's a little bit more distant but it's when you when you go traveling and they hear my name. They go, Sersky, well, you're Polish. I'm like, ah, I am not Polish. I am Ukrainian. I derive ancestry from the Ukrainian lands, the geographical area that is known as Ukraine today, before, and forever will be known as Ukraine. So when I meet different people of, you know, from the Eastern Slavic bloc and this former Soviet bloc, I mean, it's always an interesting conversation uh, and it's never 
malicious. It's never, you know, any sort of innuendo or insinuation. I will say that the, the Polish folks usually said that, uh, say that Lviv, Lvov, Limberg belongs to Poland, but at the same time, it's never sort of like, it belongs to Poland, we're going to take it back. It belongs to Poland, therefore you're wrong. You know, it's, it's not that. It's that border has changed hands so many times over the last two, three, four hundred years. It's kind of like, who's, it's like a hot potato. Who's holding it right now, <laughs> right? And I laugh about that only because there's currently peace in the west of Ukraine on the east of Poland. Now in the east of Ukraine, west of Russia, not so much the same. The reason why this is on my mind is because I'm watching this movie, Volin, Hatred. And I've only gotten about half an hour in. This was recommended to me by one of my Polish colleagues. And uh, he was actually shocked. He was like, I can't believe like the animosity that can be sparked between two people who live side by side, who live right next to each other, and they fucking hate each other. For what? Some sort of ideology? Why? And I'm watching, I'm looking at 25 minutes in, 30 minutes in, I'm going, I might need a bottle of vodka for this one, because this one is harsh. Already, within the first 30 minutes. You can look this up. It was released back in 2017. This movie deals with, like, Western Ukraine, Eastern Poland, during World War II, in which uh, the Polish were being overrun by the Germans, the Soviets were overrunning Ukraine, so there's a lot of fighting going on. The sides, as much as they've been drawn, aren't so much geographically drawn, so much as they become culturally drawn. Like, who are you more likely to trust in that situation? Who are you more likely to believe? So, and the movie jumps around a little bit. I haven't finished it. It's a two and a half hour movie. It's intense. It's very well done. Um, it's, I believe it's a Polish movie of all things. Lots of Ukrainian. I'll tell you right off the bat. They're singing in Ukrainian. The tonality that they have for that music, that's the, that method of singing, damn near brings me to tears every time. I'll let you take a listen to it. Look up the f- opening five, ten minutes of the movie. Volin. W-O-L-Y-N. Now, it's not, a, an, it's not an L. It's like an L with a slash. It's a Polish L. You have to look that up. It's a W. So it's a W-O-L-Y-N. Volin. And that's what it's... It, it, you have to look for this on YouTube. Look up the... Uh, the clips of it. Take a look at it. Have a listen to the, to the sing, to the music that's available. It's a heart-wrenching soundtrack. Can you tell you? On the level of Chernobyl, but Chernobyl was a different animal, different beast. This is war. Chernobyl was like survival of the people who were there. As I live overseas, these stories seem to hit me a little bit more. I'm not sure if it's some sort of nostalgia or if it's some sort of like reckoning, I don't think it is, or if it's some sort of um, appreciation of where I came from. The ability to move across the world with a passport that is looked up favorably upon, with a language that people want to learn, is become 
the Esperanto. It, English is the Esperanto. The English is the language that Esperanto wanted to be. That's what it is. So it's very hard to not. It's very hard to ignore that fact. Let's put it that way. So I watched this movie. I'm watching it. Wow, are you in? Wow, are you serious? This shit happened. Villages were torn apart by political ideology. By this sort of like, well, we're going to side with these people. Well, we're going to side with that. Or you're this and you're that. And, you know, it's always been that way. Insane. I'll tell you, I hear those languages. I hear the songs. I hear shivermia. And I'll tell you, can't help but bring tears to my eyes. All that being said, folks, changing the topic. Since it is Tuesday... I got another new drum challenge going on. I'm working on it at the moment. It's not done because I am watching this movie. I will get it done. I am thinking about a couple new drum solos I can do uh, to sort of fill in the gaps of uh, yesterday's uh, drum challenge and then today's as well. I'll have those up very shortly. If not today, if not tonight, if not today, then tomorrow. And I'll get on to the uh, next challenge after that. Folks, I want to thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. If you think this is at all useful to anybody else, I am very shyly asking you, send them a link. Hashtag me, at me, tweet me, tag someone else in the post. Let them know. And I do it shyly because I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not one to brag. As much as I like to think I'm a big persona, I'll tell you, it's very humbling to be publishing something like this and to watch a movie like the one that I'm watching right now, you know, battles that happened 70, 80 years ago and then looking at this going, I'm using a cell phone, recording this, I'm going to upload it wirelessly. How much our world has changed? So if this is helping you, if it's not helping you, if you want to hate on me, go ahead as well. I'm not going to mind that too much. Share it, like it, subscribe if, if you know how to. I mean, as far as I know, I, I publish on my website. I think people download it from there. And then on Anchor or Spotify, I think that's the, uh, the big one right now. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'm going to post those drum tracks tonight, if not sooner, if not tomorrow. And I'll have those, guys, uh, those up for you. And that way you can have a listen to what Drumming December is going on. Thanks for listening, folks. I'll leave it there right now. Thanks again. Show notes up on stevensterski.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.
all right, I'm, I'm just going to publish this one already. I'm tired of dealing with this, uh, and I don't know if it's me or if it's the technology. Uh, December 7th, 2021, I'm Steven Sersky, and this here is uh, today's offering for my dr- uh, December drumming track challenge, music challenge, uh, wherein for this, uh, this entire month, I am trying to make a drum or a percussion track every single day, and today was the... Uh, idea to play the iPad as if I was in a band and to play it live. So what you hear is one take, no no real rehearsals. I mean, there was, I guess I did practice a little bit. Uh, I did do this to a click. And out of the four tracks that I, I have, I was going to publish both of them. But you know what? I'll publish just this one. So I'm going to publish take two. This is called the Fake Live Drum Beat. And the reason why it's called Fake Live is because I was trying to replicate, as I was saying, uh, trying to replicate what if you used the iPad as a live instrument? Could you do it as a drummer? Turns out it's very difficult. And if I were to publish take four, which I might do later, or I might just try again... I might need more practice. It's tough with the iPad that I have because it's an older iPad. It's a third generation, uh, and it doesn't have the same uh, sensitivity to it. The thing that I noticed uh, with this, these, uh, the drum takes that I did. So number one, you could use it as a real like a live kit if it was very simple and straightforward and to a click. If, however, you want to start throwing in ghost notes, that's where things get a little bit difficult. And it's not easy to make it work, not just because of the fingering, but because of the touch sensitivity. So sometimes it, it, it might misfire or it might not fire at all. And so it gets a little bit difficult and frustrating because it sounds like you missed a note, but really you didn't. It just didn't trigger. So this doesn't matter if you go back and you edit everything. It does matter if you're using it as a live instrument, which I know that uh, Apple actually, uh, they sell main stage I don't have it. I haven't purchased it just yet. I've been thinking about doing it. It's a collaboration tool that you can use to uh, basically join people around the world, anywhere, who has a computer, iPad, whatever, and they can jam together and you you can perform through these things. And I know people have done this before, but using the technology I have, given the skills I have at the moment using this technology, uh, it, it wasn't possible to replicate what I could do on the kit on the iPad. I know it's saying a lot. Um, it, I mean, I haven't played anything live on a kit in, a, in a, a very long time. So, I mean, I'm grateful for the opportunity here, for the, the chance to have this. But it's frustrating because you get into the music, you get into the moment. You want to add a flourish, a little bit more of a feeling here, uh, maybe a drum roll. And it's very tough to fit my fat fingers on a snare drum trigger uh, that would act the snare drum trigger that of the sound that I want because again there's like three or four different sounds in the snare drum which is great 
but I mean, grade it, especially if you're going to go back and edit. But for live purposes, you got to be precise in your hits, or else it's going to sound like you're misfiring or you're misreading the um, the moment of the music. So, what you're hearing here is take two of my fake live drum beat. I'm going to post it as is. There's been no editing. Um, did I quantize this one? I can't remember. I think I did quantize this track. So quantize, yes I did. So it says uh, quantization straight quarter note. So that's why it's going to be very, I guess very on the beat. But there aren't going to be any uh, sort of flourishes and things like that. I might try it. I don't know. Let's see one second here. No, okay, so I, I was just checking if I'm right on the quantization, quantization call, quantization, quantization call. And no, I think it's, it's better to have the quantization on the track rather than off. If I take the quantization off the track, it's a little bit more flourishy, a lot more ghost notes. But then it sounds either rushed in places or off time. And it's just not... And not off time necessarily because I'm off time, but because, again, the, the it's it's misfiring. And it's frustrating to hear that because you're like, ah, oh, this guy sucks. I was like, well, it's not me. You know, it's, the, it's the tools. It's, it's the instrument. right? It's not me. It can't be me. Yes, it can be. I understand that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to put this quantization on. What I've always been against quantization. Well, a lot of times. Uh, against quant quantization in um, music recording, editing. I try to get things as close as I can. That being said, I'm also notorious for um, never using a click track and just kind of being off time sometimes. Uh, but that being the case, I put quantization on this one for uh, take two. It sounds better. It just works better this way than if I took it off. So as much as I like that natural, raw, organic sound... Having it sort of fixed up, polished up a little bit, I think it makes things a whole lot better, a little bit more listenable too. I know this is a only a live track, like only a drum track, and it might be tiring to some people, but I, I hope you sort of hear what I'm trying to do here. You can imagine the music being played along. Go ahead. You can even put other music to it if you want. If you're a musician, go ahead. Overlay your, your, your keyboards, your guitar, your bass, your vocals. Go ahead. Have at it. The thing with this, though, is more my practice of using the iPad as a live instrument. Can it be done? At the current point, given this iPad version... I don't think it's possible unless it was very, very simple. It just wouldn't work. Could you trigger things? Like, could you have loops? I imagine you could do, like, basically, and by that I mean, if you were playing live, you could pre-record certain elements, trigger those, and then when you're playing live, only play some elements live. So maybe the bass drum and the snare drum might be played live. But the rest, like the cymbals would be all pre-recorded. Or the uh, bass drum would be played live, uh, played uh, pre-recorded. So you always have that 
four on the floor feel or something like that, or maybe the snare is always played, uh, always pre-recorded, but then the cymbals and the bass drum or the tom drums are played live. I mean, you could you could do it that way. I see how you could sort of work around the technical limitations, but straight ahead playing live. If someone tried to hire you to play a live show with the iPad, third generation, I think it is. Oh, uh, you're either far better at I, me than uh, this uh, touchpadness, or like you gotta scale down what you what you expect to be played and what you're able to play. All right, so I'll leave it there. Uh, show notes and tracks available on my website, stevensersky.com. Head on over there; you can listen to all the tracks I've done so far. Thank you for taking the time. I hope you enjoyed this, had a good laugh, or uh, enjoyed it anyway. And uh, even though there are no other elements to this track, and it's just the, the, the drums, we're working on it. Again, December drumming, head on over to my website, stephenserski.com. It's under the page, December drumming. Thanks again. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. <laughs>